Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another episode of the Justine Podcast. Today, I want to talk about um, abusive relationships. Um, these are, like, I feel like a lot of relationships are, like, very abusive um, as a whole, as a collective, I think. <laughs> I think we reached a point where the human experience is just abusive as fuck. And... Um, I don't know, I kind of just wanted to discuss relationships in regards to that, in that manner, because, like, I don't know, so many, so many of us end up in relationships, whether we're the receiving end or the giving end, um, a lot of us think that abuse is just the physical aspect, you know, we omit the mental, we omit the spiritual parts, um, because we, you know, as long as I didn't physically hit you, I wasn't abusing you, or whatever the case may be. Little mint and all of that shit. All of that shit goes hand in hand into uh, abusive relationships. But it's like, where did it start? Where do we get? Where do we get the the groundwork to where we are able to stay in abusive relationships? You feel what I'm saying? Like we tolerate that shit. You know, some of us can end up in abusive relationships. And will tolerate it as long as I'm not being physically hit, you know. And then even some of us, if we are in a physical, um, physically abusive relationship, like we have a fear of leaving. We have a fear of getting out of it. And then we make justifications for it. So it's like, how do we end up in these things in, in these things? And then how do we end up staying in them? You know, what happens? You know? Because if we look at nature, the first rule of the first rule of nature is self-preservation. In an abusive relationship, we don't even think to preserve ourselves. You feel what I'm saying? We don't even think to preserve ourselves. We get in a situation where we just stay, you know, we stay. And this is for, you know, my both my sisters and my brothers. My brothers, we can be in abusive relationships too. You feel what I'm saying? You know, her putting her fingers in your face, mushing you you know, slapping you, you know, cussing you out on a regular basis and shit, calling you everything but your name, like, that's abuse too, you know. So this is on both sides, you know. Um, when it comes to the physical abuse, that's more so, you know, that's more so men inflicting that on women because that is a power struggle. That is a power thing in most cases. But then and also it is a level of upbringing, you know what I mean? And I think that's the inception. There's a lot of inceptions, but I think that's one of the majors, major inceptions, the way in which we, we are raised in our homes and then we go out and involve ourselves with, you know, our community, our friends and things of that nature. So we eventually connect to people who are in essence abusive. Because I don't know, maybe it's just me. I haven't done any statistics on the shit and I'm not going to, but it seems to be a heavy correlation between trauma bonds and abusive relationships. It's almost like the two go hand in hand. You know, if people, you know, connect to each other off of the trauma of, of each other, it's like, yo, you have to inflict more trauma in order for this shit to work. Which does what? Causes an abusive relationship. But I'm gonna um I'm not gonna dive heavy into it yet, because you know, we gotta take a break and shit. So 
Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore sing underscore. Be sure to hit my website, IamJustSing.com, to get all things Just Sing. I appreciate everybody who donates tips and sponsors the podcast. You are greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. If you would like to donate, tip, or sponsor the podcast, you can do so by clicking the description of your podcast. Um, Cash App and PayPal is fine. And, um, yeah, every, everything is always, you know, welcomed and it's always appreciated. Um, with that being said, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to abusive relationships, why they are so easy to stay in. Oh yeah. And don't forget to visit IamJustSing.com. There, you can get all things Just Sing. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSing.com. You want to learn how to master the market for series trading and investing? Visit IamJustSing.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags. Visit IamJustSing.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSing.com. You ever want to just chat with Sing about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit I am just seen.com. <laughs> Anything and everything that is me, you can find at I am just seen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit I am just seen.com. All right, welcome back. Excuse me. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, yeah, so let's dive straight into abusive relationships because I think this is one of those taboo subjects. Well, it ain't even taboo, but this is one of those subjects where we kind of speak on it and we kind of, uh, we hate it, but somehow we always, we, we continually stay in them. You know, we continue to stay in them and the question is why? Why? You know, I think personally, I think the the first founding point of it, of course, as I said, is our home, you know, we're raising abusive homes. Let's go ahead and put that on the table. Let's get the elephant out. Let's identify this big motherfucker right now. We're in abusive homes, you know, and I get it. Some people say things about, well, it's discipline, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. I'm going to talk about that shit too, but we get into all of these different affirmations that kind of stick to us, you know? So it starts in the home. Our first experience of abuse is always going to be in the home because that's our first place of living. That's our first, our first hub, our first, uh, satellite, our base. You feel what I mean? And when you consider that the founding point of that is that our pain or our abuse is love, you know? And we start to internalize that as a kid. Like, you know, you get whoopings, you get beatings because I love you because of this. But like, we make justifications for the abuse we have. You know, oh, I'm not abusive. I spank my kids. Or um, I don't, I don't beat them to, you know, I don't get whoopings how I got whoopings and shit. Like that's, that makes it different. It's like, it's almost like a bully saying um, to the person he's bullying, um, okay, I just took your lunch, right? At least I didn't punch you in the face. You should have seen, you know, when I got bullied, I used to get punched in the face. I just take your lunch. The fuck? Like, it's still there. 
You feel what I'm saying? And it still builds. And when you compounding on your familial structure, that's the place where love is supposed to be established. The way in which you are loved, the way in which you experience love, the ways in which you are going to operate through love starts at home. And when the founding point begins in abuse, everything else is becomes easy, you know? Like when we look at the whole pain is love concept, I think that kind of starts there. The home brings that to light. You feel what I'm saying? Getting whooped because yo, I whoop you because I love you. This is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. Blah blah blah. All that bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? Now, if you're you know a strict disciplinarian and you whoop your kids, eh, that's your business. You feel what I'm saying? I'm still I still don't agree with it. I still don't co-sign it. I still don't fuck with it. You feel what I'm saying? Because I feel like as an adult, as a grown adult, there's there's no reason why you should not be able to get through to a child. I get it. The, 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 the problem, the problem is that as adults, we don't have patience. We don't have patience. We never learned patience. You know, we learned, you know, the standard from impatient adults, impatient parents, impatient, you know, who never learned that true aspect to it. And it goes back to a whole bunch of other things that we use as justifications as to why we, you know, we do the things that we do with children. But the point is that when we set these tones, we create this whole pain is love concept. You know, pain is love concept. So our first abusive relationship is going to be with siblings. It's going to be with family. It's going to be parents. It's going to be with cousins and all of that shit. Like we get into these things. And like I said, we gravitate towards that outside of our families, you know, and somehow like, you know, Somehow you, you you forget certain things because you don't know how they really affect another person, you know, and I get it. You know, we, we talk about, you know, I want my kids because I got to maintain that respect. You're not maintaining respect. You're instilling fear. You're instilling fear and you're damn sure not putting any love in them. You're tainting the reality of what love is. So I'd be, you know, I was talking to a, a person and they were like, um, Yo, I can't see how this woman can just get punched in her face and stay in a relationship. I'd be out as soon as I got hit the first time. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. It sounds good to talk that shit, just to, to act like you're stronger than this person. Or it sounds good to come off as if, you know, you wouldn't tolerate or wouldn't go through the person. But you would because you didn't leave your home. Your first whooping, that, that whooping that you may have gotten, that fucking fucked you up. The one we joke, <laughs> we joke about it. Like I said, this is how trauma bonds are. We joke about that whooping. I seen this post on social media floating around. It was like, after you get that whooping and you get that good cry, and you just lay on the floor and play with that little door hinge. Everybody laughed at it. I said, y'all, y'all, y'all know we're connecting on from trauma right now. This is a trauma bond. There's no reason why we should all have this motherfucking experience and be able to laugh at it. After that real, real, real heavy whooping that you got, then you crying and you get that last little... <gasps> That last little weep that you have and you're crying and shit. What is your soul telling you when you do that shit? You know? But, like, we all have that thing. So, it's like when we look at those things, we connect off of that. You know what I mean? We connect off of that. And in our connections off of that, we we kind of establish what the rest of the world is going to be to us. Like, we, we establish that people who abuse us, you feel what I'm saying, love us. So it goes back to when people say, "Yo, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be in a relationship with somebody, you know, just hitting me." Yeah, 
Yes, you could, because you did. Probably for 18 years. And we wonder why. You ever had a, heard a kid? I know I've said it. I know my siblings have said it. I know my friends said I can't wait till I turn 18. Like, think about the, the magnitude of what that expresses. You feel what I'm saying? I can't wait till I turn 18. You understand that your living space, the spaces in which you're living, is so bad for you that you cannot wait to leave and never come back. You know, once we turn 18, we get our own shit, we, we out. We don't care how bad we got to struggle, we out. Some of us wait for that moment. Then there's others who can't wait to that moment and they run away, you know. I was talking to an elder the other day, and I was like, we raise our children like slaves. They try to argue. No, we don't. I said, think about this shit. What happens to your children? You feel me? What happens to your children? They run away. I said, you, you, we whoop our kids. We talk to them like they ain't shit. You know what I mean? We, we, we put a whole bunch of negative shit. We infuse a whole bunch of negative shit within them, right? Our kids say, okay, I run away. What happens when, they, when you catch them after they run away? I'm using catch for a specific reason. Bring them back to the home, you beat them again. That's not slavery, bro. Like, like, like we, 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 we are keeping cycles in motion. The very cycles we hate. The very things we say we against. You feel what I'm saying? We hate that shit. We hate that shit. We hate the effect slavery had on us. We hate all that. But yet, we... It's so ingrained in us that we don't even know that we're still continuing the cycle, perpetuating emotion. Whether Willie Lynch was a real person or not, whether it was just a me metaphor for, for the reality, you know, because, you know, you got the woke people, you got some people that are on it, some people that ain't. I don't give a fuck about whether it was real or not. It's a reality that is still happening. Whether Willie Lynch was a real person or not, it's a reality that is still happening. And in his little memoir thing, it was... This is how, you know, over time, you'll get to a point where they enslave themselves for us. You feel what I'm saying? The goal was we can at least keep them enslaved for 350 to 400 years. You feel what I'm saying? Because the principle was we're going to instill all of our tactics within them and make them inflicted on themselves. You feel what I'm saying? Like I said, it starts in the home. It starts in the home. That's where that abusive point comes in. Because pain is love. And every day, like we, and that's where our love is tainted too, because our love is tainted by material things, by like things, like you feel what I'm saying? Our parents, you know, Christmas, holidays, birthdays, you know, they come through and shit, but like on a day to day basis, you know, sometimes we don't speak on a regular basis. And then sometimes, you know, you speak so aggressively to each kids and shit like that. Like there are, a lot of us have fucked up internal voices. We yell at ourselves in our internal voice, we speak negatively of ourselves in our internal voice, but. We don't know that our internal voice comes from our parents speaking to us first, our siblings speaking to us second, and then us speaking to ourselves. That's what our internal voice comes in. I hear so many conversations with people where if they make a mistake on Sunday by my dumb ass, <laughs> why why I for now? Like my stupid ass did this, that, and the third. Like I've even said that shit. My slow ass or some shit like why? You know, like that was slow of you. Like you, you hear these things growing up, and then it becomes your natural way. Like I was speaking on one of the social conversations, where, um, where I was talking about how we our boys when they cry when they get through, like yo, you'll be all right. 
And we wonder why we have no emotions or why we're fucked up with our emotions. Because we've heard so many times when our emotions were affected that you'll be all right. We start to tell ourselves that I'll be all right, man. I'll be all right. That's our inner voice speaking. And our inner voice came from what? You dig what I'm saying? So this is why I'm big on, you know, paying attention to the signs of abuse. This is why I'm big on abusive relationships. Like, and again, it has to be in all facets, you know, not just the physical abuse. Like a lot of motherfuckers be thinking, I know, I know brothers that like, it's like, I know women who think they're good women because they don't cheat. Okay. I know men who think they're good men because they don't hit women. Okay. That don't mean shit. If everything else is still abusive, if your whole structure is based off of abuse, because like I said, we create relationships off of familiarity. You feel what I'm saying? We created relationships off of familiarity, and this familiarity oftentimes is created through trauma. That's the goal. That's the plan to, to create and establish a relationship off of trauma. You know? And then we try to build in that shit. You know? We try to build in that shit. And I get it. A lot of, like, there's, a, there's been this major thing running, you know, everybody's narcissist. Everybody's narcissistic. Everybody, like, I don't even think it's really narcissistic as much as it is abusive. Like, we'd we, we be like, yo, we find out in hindsight this person was a narcissist. This person was just an abusive person. In all facets of life, it was a, they were an abusive person. You know? And I think we have, I think narcissism runs concurrent with abuse. But at the same time, I think the root cause of it all is the abusive person. The person's being abused. The person develops that abusive, you know, mentality. Like... There's, see, narcissism has, carries a level of arrogance with it, right? Right. But how does this arrogance develop? Like if you're constantly in a state, in a negative state, and you're constantly reaffirming a positive, that, that's how arrogance comes in. Arrogance is when you're trying to do something that, or, or you're holding yourself to a standard that you're really not in many regards, you know? So we can arrogantly exhibit our emotions and we can arrogantly exhibit our feelings from that perspective because we're trying to assume that we're good when we're not. We're trying to justify why everything is okay when it's not. You know what I mean? I knew this kid, I knew this kid who never got whoopings and I used to make him seem like something was wrong with him. He'd be like, yo, that shit couldn't happen in my household. You would've got beat like eight ways. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, why is it, <laughs> why am I saying that this person is not, quote unquote, at the at the elite level of life because they never got whoopings, because they never got beatings. Like, that shit's stupid. But that shows how abuse is so ingrained within our cultural structure. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like now we go out into the world, you know? A lot of us as boys, we start off abusive, you know? The worst, the worst thing in the world is love taps. You know, I like this girl, so I pull her hair. I poke her. I stab her with pencils. I pick on her. I call her ugly. I call her all these things, and then I confess to her later by myself that, yo, I really liked you. I just didn't know how to express it. Wow. Okay. It makes no sense. But, but, but that's, that's connected to what we feel is good. Bad shit feels good, so good shit feels bad. You feel what I mean? 
good shit feels bad. Like, we, we shouldn't be operating like that. You know, but we believe pain is love. We believe pain is love. And collectively as a culture, our abuse comes from, one, like I said, the, the generational cyclic imprints that have, you know, hit us since slavery. And I get it. Some of us say, some of us say some shit like, yo, you know, everybody was a slave. I got you. I got you. You know, some people didn't come from Africa on ships or whatever the case may be. Some of us was already here. Some of us didn't experience slavery yet. And still, somehow we all have the same collective black experience. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? You dig what I'm saying? Something fucked us up collectively. You feel me? Some of our ancestors may not have been enslaved. They may not have been enslaved. But in this current time, in this current fucking moment, all of us have a very similar experience. A very similar human experience right now. So something happened regardless of what it was. You feel what I mean? And it's fucking with us. It's fucking with us heavy. You know? So I look at I look at abuse, abusive relationships as as fucked up as it sounds, it's a normalcy. It's not normal at all, but it's a normalcy for us. In some way, you have to have an abusive relationship. Like, I re- like, come on, like, the whole, hey, big head. Like, calling somebody big head is an insult. I use it. I try to tweak it with Spanish. I'm like, yo, que tal, cabeza grande? Like, I try to tweak it a little bit, but I still hate big head, motherfucker. But that's an insult. Because we know we're not coming from, like, we, that's like, but that in its own has a fucked up connection to it too because we're doing it with good intent. We're insulting people with good intent. So that's the same, like, that's how abuse works. Like when, when, when our parents, you know, they, they were like, you know, parents, grandparents, yo, I whooped you because I loved you and everything. Like you had good intent with bad, you had a good intention with bad behavior. And that makes the psychosis happen. That creates the insanity, having the good intention with bad behavior. Wow. So a lot of us have that shit. I hear people say that in my mind, like the whole the whole conceptualization, I'm crazy, but I'm loyal. Okay, keep your crazy ass over there. I don't want your loyalty if it comes with that. How did you become crazy to be loyal? You feel what I mean? How did you become crazy to be loyal? You know, it's a sad reality and it's some fucked up shit because they hit up like, yo, my heart's good. I may be like, like the whole conceptualization of people can do a whole bunch of fucked up shit and say, well, God still knows my heart because they understand that I'm doing bad behavior, but I have good intentions. But to have good intentions with bad behavior nullifies the whole thing. And that creates insanity to continually live a life where you have good intentions with bad behavior. That's abusive. That's abusive. You feel what I mean? That's abusive behavior. Good intentions with bad behavior. You know? And that's what a lot of this is. Like, I, I talk this shit like, I'm like, yo, if I can't, if I can't joke with you, and you know, then then, then it ain't real. But see, that's that goes into it. Like, I I my my, my I, I like to humili- humiliate you. To let you know that I really like you. Like Martin and Gina, they we say we 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 need somebody, we need a relationship like that where we can joke. 
You know how disrespectful that relationship really was? You feel what I'm saying? Because all you have to do is switch the intention and the behavior stays the same and you can see how graphic it really is. Case in point, since I'm talking about Martin, there was the episode, well, all through Martin, he would joke on Gina's head. Gina would joke on his ears. They would joke, like they would joke, but it would be all, ha ha, it's, it's humorous because they had good intentions in that moment. But the moment when Gina bought Martin that butt, you feel what I'm saying? And he was joking about not liking it and everything that like was like i think they break up episode and shit like that they had the same they exhibited the same behavior but their intentions changed because they was angry with each other she was joking on his mama's mustache he was joking on her daddy being tight and stiff and all of that shit and being bougie and all of that but the intention immediately changed but the behavior didn't because the behavior is what's consistent you dig what i'm saying and that now, like I said, it, it, it continues the abusive patterns. It continues the abusive mentality, continues all of that shit, you know? So now we, like I said, we don't want to just limit abuse to physical, to physicality. You know, it's also verbal. Verbal is the worst kind of abuse. Verbal is the worst kind of abuse because we tend to make ourselves stronger. We try to make ourselves bulletproof for verbal onslaughts because, and I hate this phrase to this day. I hate this phrase to this day because now that I'm older and I see the effects and the power of words, when they say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That is the most, that is bullshit. That is straight bullshit. That is the most idiotic thing I have ever heard in my life. But we all internalize that at some point to where when people say certain shit to us, we just, oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. Yeah, that's a, that's a mantra you can utter. But the reality is that they do. They did. They fucked you up. You feel me? There's kids that get picked on for whatever reason that commit suicide, but words are just, the words that never hurt you, that's fucked up. That, 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 that can't be the case. That can't be the case that words that never hurt you. Words hurt you more. You feel what I'm saying? Physical abuse, and like I said, the physical abuse is easier to stay in when you've been physically abused. It's just like, ah, you know, I, I, like, I've, I've heard, I've had conversations with women, it was like, yeah, I made him mad, that's why he hit me. I, I did something, and it, people will say, like, a, a, a woman could be in an abusive relationship with a man, right? And then her family can find out. And her family can be confused as to why she stays or whatever the case may be. Yet and still, they'd be like, yo, that's no excuse for no man to hit you. That's no this for that. But that is an excuse and it is a valid reason for an adult to hit a child. You feel me? Let's break the gender for a round and let's look at human to human. We look at it as like, there's no excuse. There's no reason. And I'm not just, I'm not validating this or I'm not trying to condone it in any way, shape or form. I am 100% against domestic violence. You feel what I'm saying? But when we look at it, we look at it from this perspective. We can argue no man should put his hands on a woman. You feel what I'm saying? That man don't love you if he's hitting you. That man don't love you if he's doing that. That man, like, we can say this shit consciously, but yet we don't make the connection that no adult should be doing that to a child. Think about this. You know, 
you're a grown ass adult. You've experienced your life. You're about 120, 130 pounds woman. You're about 150, 160, maybe even 225 man. And you're hitting, you're asserting your dominance over a 30, 40 pound child. It's, 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 so when, when the child makes the justification, yeah, I made my dad angry or I got a bad grade in school or I, I spilled something and, you know, it's like, that's justifiable. Oh, I whooped my child. But yet as an adult, we can't look and see the same principle. We, we, we can't, we can look at it and say, yo, that man, like, I don't care what you've done to that man. Like I've literally heard that. I don't care what you have done to that man. He had no right to hit you yet. You cannot say, I don't care what that child did. You had no right to beat him. It's different then. So now as a child who was beaten for the justifications, it's easy to get into a relationship like that and say, okay, this person hit me because of this. I'm not getting really hit. I'm getting disciplined the same way I did it in my home. You feel me? The same way I did in my home. Same shit. Different toilet. You dig what I mean? Just a different toilet. And that creates that whole, that whole freedom to do that and inflict that pain on people because it was once done to me. You know, yo, I, I, I did this, that, and the third, and that person hit me. Okay. That's no excuse. But yeah, I brought home a bad grade and like I got whooped because my grades were bad. That's okay, but that's justifiable. And now we have to look at like adults are adults. Like they've lived their life. Children are new in this world. How the fuck are we giving passes to adults, but we don't give these passes to children? It makes no fucking sense to me. I don't understand it. I never will and I can't. How the fuck older people, enemies, people that are like locked in with a conscious awareness ahead of time, to know the shit that they're doing is wrong, and yet they can get a pass, but children can't, and they don't know what's going on because they're learning. You'll beat a child and say that they know better for some shit that you never taught them to know better for behavior that you're doing, and then you'll say shit like, do as I say, not as I do. Then that's, that's no. That's a form of abuse. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, but anyway, I digress. I digress. Like I'm talking about abuse relationships specifically, but these are the cornerstones on how they're built. You feel what I'm saying? That's the physical aspect. Then you also have the verbal aspect. You feel what I'm saying? It's little subtle things you, you have heard as a child. You know, you may have made a mistake and you were like, yo, if you like heard like, yo, were you thinking with that? Like, damn. We don't even think the shit that we're saying to children can be that detrimental. You feel what I'm saying? I ain't like, we, rec we rectified this. You know, we rectified this. I love my brothers and my sister. I, we, like we've gotten to that point where we've changed our relationship, but I'm five, I'm five years younger than my sister, seven years younger than my brother and shit. And, you know, those two look almost, they look a lot alike. You feel what I'm saying? They look a lot alike. So um, when people see them, they know that the siblings, you know, same mother, same father. I just happened to my, I had a different genetic shuffle. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't really look like my mother or my father. You know what I mean? Because I look, I, I, I take so much from both of them, but I don't, but I take from a different genetic 
point. I, I'm not getting into that shit. But anyway, the point that I'm making is that when I was young, you know, my sister and brother used to roast me. When I say roast me, they used to roast me. You know what I mean? My brother, my brother and my sister were the first people to negatively speak on my lips. You feel what I'm saying? They used to call me bubblicious. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, that's why one of my biggest things when I always tell people, um, if I roast you, I will never roast on things you can't change. I would never, ever do that. If there's something that you could change about yourself and we roast it, oh, yes, please believe I'm going in on it. But if I know that it's something that you physically cannot change, it is something that you can, I do not, I do not touch it because I have a, I, I'm touchy with that. I'm touchy with that because when I used to get roasted, like I'm only nice with the roasting because of the way people used to roast me. They always roasted on things I could not change. My lips, my nose, I got big eyes. Um, I can't change those. You feel what I'm saying? But when I joked, I would go in on things that you could change, but I went relentlessly on it. You feel what I'm saying? Relentlessly on it. But it's like my, my siblings, they were the first ones, you know, they were the first ones. They didn't ha and they had good intentions with it. It was just fun. We were just playing. They were, it was just joking. But it's like, damn. Shit, like that's fucked up because their lips aren't as big as mine. You know what I mean? Like, so they like, you know what I mean? As I got older, my sister used to tell me, she said, yo, I image you for your lips. She said, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, damn, we were as kids. You didn't say that. You know what I mean? And again, like I said, I love my sister. We scored, like, we, me and my sister were able to talk. We, she was the first person I was able to talk to and talk about all that. She was like, yeah, you know? And that leads me to my, my next point. That was like, my brother and sister, one day, we were joking. And of course, is is They've had experience joking, so my jokes didn't hit as hard. You feel what I'm saying? But they told me that I was adopted, and they found me in a trash can. And I was like, what? They was like, yeah, we found you in the trash can. I said, damn. You know, to them, it's just, you know, we're playing. We know you're our brother. Like, there's no, like, you know what I'm saying? Outside of all of that shit, my brother and my sister love me to life. Like, do not fuck with me. Do not fuck with me. Like, they were very over. They would act. They they would act like other parents. Like, they were very overprotective over me. You feel what I'm saying? But in that moment when they said that, I believed it. I said, "Yo, I don't like." My mind started racing. I'm like, "Yo, I don't look like y'all. I don't have the big lips. I mean, I have the big lips. Y'all don't. Y'all both look like mom. Then at the same time, y'all both look like dad. I don't look like any." I might really be adopted, bro. And I'm like, yo, y'all really found me in a trash can? And I was like, damn. And, you know, I went and asked my mama. I said, yo, ma, I said, y'all found me in a trash can? She was like, boy, no, ain't nobody find you in a trash can. But that was all she said. Because sometimes, like, sometimes when you hear the ridiculousness of something, you just, you don't, you don't know how somebody internalized it. I held on to that shit for years. I had on to that shit for years and it reaffirmed when I first met my mom's side of the family. Like when I first went to a family reunion and shit, like I had never seen these people a day in my life, but my brother, it's me, my brother, and my sister, everybody, uh, yo, y'all two look alike and you look just like your mama and this, that, and the third. So they was like, you must look like your daddy. 
I said, actually, my brother looks just like my dad. Like, and it's, that's, I don't know how that shit worked out. It's crazy as hell. My brother and my sister look alike. My brother looks just like my dad. My sister looks just like my mom. So it's almost some, when they said that, I'm like, damn, those thoughts came back. I was like 11, 12 years old. Those thoughts came back. You know, they was like, you must look like your daddy. And I was like, I don't know. I never met him, so I can't tell you who I look like. My mom will always step in. And I think she knew because my mom always stepped in. She said, nah, he looks like our side of the family. Don't like, he, he looks like us, you know? And it was, I never liked that side of the family because of that. Like that was a form, like that, you outcasted me. That was a form of abuse from the jump. And then it's like every year for like three, four years straight, they always like, yo, he don't look like nobody. Again, reaffirming the shit. Bro, yo, I might be really adopted. My nigga like, <laughs> shit. And then it's like, yo, they found me in a trash can. So now that, that put other things into me too, because it's like, damn, the first family didn't even want me. They threw me away. And now I'm reminded that I was thrown away and I don't belong because I'm not really one of y'all. But like I said, we got older and we had the conversation and my sister, she apologized to me. She was like, that was so fucked up. We should not have said that to you. She said, Ray, I do apologize for that. And I had, but I had already made peace with it. I accepted her apology, but I had already made peace with it. I said, man, I know I ain't adopted, bro. I finally got to terms with it. I was like, man, come on, man. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in poverty. She couldn't afford another baby. The fuck? <laughs> she could afford to adopt another baby. They're not just going to give her one. You know what I mean? So, you know, a little shit like that kind of, you know, set the tone. But the thing that I'm going back to is the verbal aspect of pain, of the abuse. All right, all right, look, look, look. The markets are not a difficult place to understand, all right? You just have to know what you're looking at. And there's five things that you need to see before you can make any market entry. First, you need a pocket, so you can know which direction the market is going. Second, you need a pullback, so you can get the better price. Third, you need a battlefield, so you can see when that market movement is slowing down. Fourth, you need the upper hand, so you can see when the market reactivates. And last, you need a final push, so you can see the exact moment when it's time to go with the direction you are already moving in. Okay? Of course, of course, there's so much more that has to go into that, and it's not as cut and dry as that. But those are things that I teach in my Mastering the Market course. So if you would like to learn more, please visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today. Although it is directed and specialized for Forex, all of the skills, I crafted them to be transferable to any market that you're looking at. So again, visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today if you are truly looking to master the market. Oh yeah, and don't forget, while I still got you, you can use promo code QUARANTINE to save over 90% off of the enrollment of the full price of the course. That is QUARANTINE, C-O-R-N-T-E-E-N. You feel what I'm saying? When I say me, my brother and my sister and myself, we joke, we joke. Like, we can hurt each other's feelings. But we never hurt each other's feelings. And I don't know if it's because we didn't hurt each other's feelings or because we, rec we, we respected the good intention with the bad behavior that we just, oh, damn, that one cut, but I'm about to get you now. You know, I remember when my brother got braces for the first time, me and my sister, <laughs> we used to sing a song. We'd be like, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, look at that train coming down the track. Because he had braces, you know what I'm saying? That's what we did. We joked on him. We roasted him for that. But it wasn't out of, we didn't understand that it was bad behavior because we had good intentions with it. It's sibling rivalry. It's, it's fun. 
You know what I mean? Like shit like that is problematic. Why is there a sibling rivalry? There should be sibling allegiance. You feel what I'm saying? Not sibling rivalry. Like that is a default. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's so many ingrained things that are that are just locked in. So it's like <clears throat> now we go off into these relationships with our friends and our shit like and shit like that. Like my closest friends, when I say we joke, we joke. I never forget the day me and my homie. This was my right hand man. We could have fought this day. I ain't even gonna lie. We could have fought this day because he was flexing. I felt like he was flexing in front of the girls. Well, in front of the women. Because there was this woman he was fucking with. She was like 25. We was 50. See, I've always been fucking with older people and shit. But we was like 15. I was 16. He was like 15. And he started joking in front of her. Like, you know what I mean? I roasted him. I roasted him so bad that she started laughing. He just stopped joking. I can feel the embarrassment in them. I can feel that. We were still homies. We were still cool. We always joke. Like we, that's just what we do. But it's like, that's our connection. You know, we get so used to, to that, to that negativity and to that, um, those means of abuse that our relationships evolve into that. You feel what I'm saying? They evolve into that. And it's like, yo, that's, that's why it's, it's kind of hard to be in a good relationship these days. I've heard people say, yo, the relationship going too good, argue. Because that's a normalcy. That's psychotic, but it's also a normalcy. You know, oh, you got to be with somebody else. You got to be fucking somebody else or this, that, and the third because you're feeling too good. It's like, you feel how stupid that is? So we're creating our relationships and we're establishing a world of abuse. So like I said, it comes from pain is love, I feel. But then it comes from another dope aspect. It's not so dope, but it's dope in connection. Is that love is God, you know, or God is love. So now, on one hand, you're internalizing like, like this is basic critical thinking premise: if A then B, and B then C, then A then C. So if I internalize pain is love, if I internalize love is God, what is pain? Pain is God too. You right? You you feel what I'm saying? Pain is God too. So now. When I consider these things on a regular basis, all go hand. Like the quintessential piece of this outside of like slavery was was what it was, but we got religion in slavery too. And in getting religion in slavery, it's like, yo, we kind of got this shit. Like that's that's the first like people don't even realize that we're in an abusive relationship with our deity. You feel what I'm saying? So now it goes on to a higher level. So now it goes back to the point where they say, well, you know, how can somebody be abused and still stay in this situation? You dig what I'm saying? How can somebody be abused and still stay in the situation? And then you go back to the home. Oh, well, when I got whoopings, I couldn't just say, you know what? I am tired of this family. Y'all are going to stop whooping me. No, I got 18 years in this motherfucker. You feel what I'm saying? And then I get the whole, oh, that's still your dad. Or that's still your mom. Or that's still this, that, and third. Like, we constantly hear these things. You know what I'm saying? So when we're in these abusive relationships and we get caught up in this abuse, we're constantly reaffirming that that's still what it is. You feel what I'm saying? So above that, we have an abusive relationship with our deity. You know, at this point, if you want to, you know, skip through, I don't know why I'm going to stop talking about this, but at this point, if you want to skip through, you can because it's going to get like real heavy in that regard. Because now you're like, yo, I can't even leave an abusive relationship with my deity. Like our deities are abusive as fuck. Very abusive. And that's the heaviest abusive relationship we had. Think about this. Like, we talk about how 
we are nothing without these deities. We are nothing without these, like, you know, oh, well, if I mess up, this is the punishment. Like, think about how we end, how they say we ended up as slaves in the first place. If that's not the most, like, you can't love your creation. Especially, you know, when they say, okay, this is an all-knowing deity, right? It knows everything. In the, in the, in the, I'm using the Bible for this particular uh, example, but in the Bible it says, I, I knew you before you were formed in the womb, right? I knew what your life was going to be. So you know everything about me, and yet you still punish me. You know where I'm going to stumble. You know where I'm going to fuck up, and yet you still do me dirty. So when we look at, when we look at it from that perspective, right, if you read in the Bible, Deuteronomy 28, it gives a list of things for being disobedient. Now, disobedient is like, okay, that's not listening. Right. I got that. But now when we look at disobedience on how it was um, bestowed upon our people, you feel what I'm saying? It's like, damn, we were made to eat our babies. We were we were made to be lost in states of confusion, be shipped off to a nation that would damage us and do like that's like this. Right. If let's say I'm crippling. Right. And I have a son who doesn't listen to me and then I go drop him off in blood territory because he didn't listen. <clears throat> Then I go make him live amongst bloods because he didn't listen to me. Knowing that, you know, these other, like these OGs, they know I'm crippling. And I know they blood and now I'm going to send them my child. You feel me? What is that? What, what, like, that's really what happened to us. So it's like, we're in an abusive relationship with this deity. This religion and all of that. And it, it was given to us in an abusive place. You feel me? So this is why as black folks, we think, okay... Everything is supposed to be negative for us. Everything has to have pain in it. Everything has to be a struggle because our religious conceptualization has put us in an abusive relationship with our deities. And it's in this abusive relationship with our deities that we allow certain shit to manifest itself and continue. For example, case in point, in, in the religion of Christianity, there's a common thing that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Everybody says it. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Yet, these very same people will say, turn the cheek to your enemy. You know, I say this shit all the time. How the fuck are enemies getting more leniency than the many beings we create? You dig what I'm saying? If a motherfucker spat on you, well, nah, I ain't gonna say that because y'all, if y'all fucking with me, y'all the type of motherfuckers that are icing nigga for spitting on you. But if a motherfucker disrespected collectively, you know, case in point, we on some hands up, don't shoot type shit. We're dying in the streets and we will just pray and we turn the other cheek. However, we don't. However, when our own people like if. Where I grew up, if a motherfucker said it was going to kill you, you had to acknowledge that they came and tried. You got to go get them. And a lot of times it would be that night. Like, you feel me? I've seen like retaliation happen in a night's time. You feel what I'm saying? But yet we've been protesting. We've been doing all of the shit for, to our enemies. But yet the own reflection within ourselves it's abusive. But we won't abuse the enemy. That, that, that's stupid as fuck. You feel what I'm saying? But like I said, it comes back to the ultimate aspect of the deity that we're in a relationship with. We're in an abusive relationship with our deity. So to where our mentality is that if you spare the ride, you spoil the child. Treat your, respect your slave, love your slave masters if you would, Jesus Christ. But then your slave master, like that's a verse for you. Love your slave masters if you would, Jesus Christ. But then there's a slave, there's a verse for your slave master that, yo, if you beat your slave and you kill him, it's okay because he's your slave. What? <laughs> Nigga, that makes, that's fucked up. But that's the deity that ordains it. So it's like when we look at how all of this shit now plays out, we're, this is where we are. This is where we are.
to where we can die and all we do is cry and mourn and put our hands up, don't shoot, reaffirm that we can't breathe. First off, I can breathe. First off, my arms don't go up and I won't shoot. Like, yo, don't play with me. Like, that's that's that. Like, fuck that. I can't. That's not here or there. But anywho, the point that I'm making with that is that we are in abusive relationships with our deities. And to reaffirm that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. So your child messes up and you beat them. Right? They don't get the they don't get the other cheat. But your enemy, a well-functioning adult, they're fully functioning. They know you'll say, Oh, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. So I'm gonna turn the cheek and I'm gonna love my neighbor. But I'm not gonna give any, any of that to my baby. The very extension of myself, the very reflection of me, the thing that I pushed out if I'm a woman or the thing that I helped create if I'm a man, I am not going to give them that same respect. That's fucked up. And you wonder why. Like, I don't really fuck with Kevin Hart. I don't really fuck with Kevin Hart. But he had a comedy joint where he was talking about his dad getting beat up. And he was like, yo, I stopped lying. He said, man, after my dad got beat up, I was like, yo, fuck that. I'm going to go get Steve on your ass. Like, because... You not, and what he said was powerful after that. You're not going to talk shit to me and you won't go do shit to Steve. But what do we do as people? You feel me? Within our home, within our structure, within our relationships, we talk, we are people who we supposed to love and cherish and be in, you know, be in that regard with. They're the ones that get the brunt end of the shit. They get the abuse, but our enemies don't. Our enemies get the pass. Our enemies get the other cheek. Our enemies get that that whole that whole freedom to do whatever the fuck they want to do to us. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the problem. That's the problem because, like I said, it comes back into the like the religion made us passive cowards. I don't give a fuck how you can call yourself a you can put warrior to prayer all you want to if you're not gonna bust a group a grape in a fruit fight for fear or whatever the case may be. Like that shit's stupid. That shit's stupid and it makes no sense to me. You dig what I mean? So. I look at the way our relationships with people, how we're in abusive relationships, starts at the top. It starts with our religion. It starts with our, our spiritual practice and our beliefs and our, the deities we serve. Our deities make us love our enemies. Our deities make us be kind to our enemies, but not give a fuck about our own children. You feel what I'm saying? I don't remember the exact verse, but I would have to, I could, I could find it. But in the Bible, it says, um, in order to get to heaven, you're going to have to let go in essence of, and I get it what it means metaphorically, like let go of your family, your friends, and that the connection that you have to them. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to love that being whatever the case may be. But the point is, it's like so many times we have these passes that we give to our enemies that we don't give to our ourselves. And by selves, I mean our kids, our, our people, what looks like us. We don't have that. You feel what I'm saying? Just off of these verses alone, you have spare the rod, spoil the child, right? You have turn cheek to your enemy. You have vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You have, um, what else? You have the power of life and death in your tongue, right? You have those verses, right? And yet we flip-flop the shit. When our enemy, like, I remember being in school. I fought a lot when I was a kid in elementary school. I stopped, you know. As I got older, because, you know, mom wanted me to stop. But I used to fight a lot. There was no talking for me. There was no talk to shit out. But yet that reaffirms the power of life and death in the tongue because I'm beefing with this shit. Nigga. Like, yo, I remember one time I was at elementary school. I beat this dude up because he pulled some scissors out on me. I ain't give a fuck. 
I ain't give a fuck. First, the first reason why we was, you know, because he was yelling, screaming on his girl or some shit like that. We was in third grade. I never forget it. I got him suspended too. And I didn't get suspended that day because I was like, I was defending myself. So what happened was he was arguing with this girl. And so I just told him to shut up. I, I, yeah, I was like, it was in the third grade. His name was Miguel. It was definitely in the third grade. Yep. So he said something to the girl. And I was like, man, stop yelling at that girl like that, man. And he walked up to me. Like, that's the one thing you can't just do. Like, I don't know why I'm just so snappy with the shit. Like, as soon as a motherfucker, I already feel like you want to fight. So I punched him. And then, like, when I punched him, some scissors fell out of his pocket. And then he picked him up. And he, sm- he looked down, he smiled, and he said, yeah, yeah. And then he reached for him. <laughs> that was it. I ain't never stopped hitting that motherfucker, yo. I, I beat the shadow. I beat the scissors out of his hand. So then the teachers came and they, they separated us or whatnot. And they was like, what's going on? What's going on? I said, he pulled scissors on me. Everybody seen the scissors like right by it. I said, he pulled scissors on me. I said, he wasn't going to cut me. I'm sorry. It's not. I said, yo, so we go to the office or whatnot. And, you know, they writing us up or whatever. They said, oh, these kids were fighting. It's that in the 30s. So what happened? I said, he pulled scissors on me. Ain't no way around that. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not flying with me. He pulled scissors on me. It was like. He did. He was like, well, the scissors were in my pocket and then they fell out and I was just going to pick them back up and put them in my pocket. I looked at them and they looked at, I said, I, I said, I couldn't chance it. I couldn't chance it. When I seen the scissors fall out of his pocket and he looked at me and he reached to pick them up. That was it. I said, you're not good. Now, granted, they were elementary school scissors, right? So they had the little round top. It wasn't the pointy Jones. I didn't give a fuck. There were scissors, my dude. And your intention showed me what you was going to try to do to him. The way you smiled and the way you looked down and grabbed him. So it's like I had to inflict. Like, But the point that I was making was that was motherfuckers like, yo, talk it out. I'm not talking shit out. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not talking shit out. That's my enemy at that point. Ain't no turn the other cheek. If I would have turned that other cheek, I would have got stabbed with some motherfucking scissors in the third grade. Ain't that a bitch. Fuck that. No, I wasn't turning the other cheek. I kept hitting his cheek, though. He kept, I, I turned his for him. Because I said, nah, that's, that's, not, that's not flying, bro. That's not flying, bro. So he got suspended. And, you know, after he got suspended and shit, I went back to class. And the teacher was looking at me like, Yo, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I get the trauma that they say it would come from, like, fearing that my life was on the line. Because he really, like, yo, he was really going to put, yo, he was going to poke me with them scissors, bro. Like, I seen it. Like, I seen it. I seen it and I felt it. And I said, yo, if I don't get this motherfucker mean combination right now, that's it. Like, I will, I, I'm not going to let him pick the scissors up. That's, that's like, that's not what's going to happen. You feel me? So the point that I was going with was that when we are in these situations, everybody says, yo, talk it out. Real men talk. No, real men beat the fuck out of motherfuckers and let them know that they're the bigger person. I ain't going to have to talk to you no more. I ain't going to have to talk to you no more. I don't want to have to talk to you. You feel what I'm saying? Talking don't work. Talking doesn't work. But yet they say, you know, you got life and power, life and death in the power. There's power. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. I think that's the first, some shit like that. Yeah. So we taught that on that, on that aspect. When it's your enemy, when it's the opposition, you talk it out. You talk it out. But my babies, my kids, the people that look like me, there's no talking. You know, it's spare the rod, spoil the child. You feel what I'm saying? Spare the rocks for the child. That's stupid. That's fucked up. So I always lived at a reverse aspect from that shit. 
for my people, I will always look like, I'm not going to respond to you like that because I fucks with you. Outside, fuck that. You the enemy at this point, my nigga. You going to get what you get. You feel what I'm saying? But that creates the abusive template. You know, that creates the abusive template. Not only does it create the abusive template, it creates the passive template for, your, for, for things outside of you. But I don't want to drift too far, too far to the other side. I was going back to those verses. So when you have things like, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, when you have things like turn it cheek to your, your enemy and shit, we learn how to abuse ourselves. We learn how to abuse our babies and we learn how to abuse, create abusive relationships. You know, the abusive relationship we have with our deity where it continues, like we can't do anything right. Like you can't do anything right in this relationship, yo. I don't, I don't care who you are, what you think you do. Like, well, I got favor. No, you don't. Like, you can't do right. Like, we, we can't do right so much that this being had to kill his son because I know y'all ain't going to get right. Y'all are, y'all are born sinners. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So I know, like, you're in a, like, from the beginning of the relationship with this person, I already know that I'm bad. I already know that I ain't shit. I already know that I'm not worthy. I'm worthless. I'm all of this shit until I come back. So now we're in these relationships. And then we wonder why people say, oh, they spoke to me this way because I said this, that, and the third. You have practice with this shit already. You have practice with this shit already. It just becomes easier once you leave out of your world, once you leave out of your home. That's when you go into the world and you just find that relationship. You dig what I'm saying? You just find that relationship in the sticks. I was in an abusive relationship, not physically. Well, it got physical one time. I didn't hit her. Let me justify that. I ain't hit her. She kicked me and she slapped me. She kicked me in my chest and she slapped me in my face one time over some socks. It was some bullshit because I threw her. I ain't throw her socks away. She threw her socks at me. And like we was in college, I was in my dorm room and I had like a water case on my um, an empty water case on my trash can. I put the socks on a water case and she was like, um, get my socks out the trash can. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have thrown them at me. So I'm playing at this point. And then like, yo, she really got up and tried to make me pick the socks up. Like she started grabbing me and that's when, you know, got physical. She started slapping me and shit. And then she kicked me. And after that, I had to throw her out my dorm room. Like I literally had to pick her up, throw her out the door. Like it was so fucking crazy. I locked the door first. I had to lock the door, put the keys in my pocket, grab her because she wasn't going to leave. I had to grab her out of my room and put her in a lobby. And then I had to walk out. Like I had to walk out because it had really gotten to that point. I was like, yo, you ain't never put your hands on me before. What the fuck happened? But it was already a verbal abuse, verbally abusive relationship. Like her mouth was wicked. Her mouth was wicked. She could cut you down. And like, I, you feel me? I'm in a point, I'm in a point where it's like, Sticks and stones may break your bone. Like, that's just how she is. That's just how she talk. Nah, like, yo, she, she, she said some very evil shit to me, you know, in our relationship. But, you know, it, it shows the levels of abuse. You know what I mean? And that goes, <clears throat> it goes back into, you know, just the upbringing. It goes up, it goes back into the upbringing. How was I able to stay in that relationship and tolerate it? You feel me? That all of the shit that she taught, even though she cut deep, that shit didn't compare to me being told I was found in the trash can and I was adopted. That shit really didn't compare to me being reminded that, you know, I got big lips that probably like, and that's why it's like now all these motherfuckers, I'm like, yo, bitch, where the fuck? You feel me? Y'all going to the night for what I was born for, what I got humiliated for day in and day out. All through I had to go, like, I had to go through life like this. And then now everybody want him and shit. Everybody, oh man, I love him. Like, no, fuck that. Fuck you too. You can eat a dick. But anyway, the point that I'm going in with that is that 
if we if we are not if we are not aware of the hub in which abuse starts, the foundational point, it's easy to get in an abusive relationship. And then that's how we create trauma bonds. And then you create a trauma bond where you are born under abuse, where you were raised under abuse, and you create that, like somebody's gonna be the abuser or somebody's gonna be the abusee. You feel me? And that's when it gets ugly. That's when it gets real ugly and it gets dangerous too because, you know, at some point it never stops. At some point it never stops. Like, oh, he's not a man if he's gonna beat a woman. Well, they're not an adult if they're gonna beat a child. He's just exhibiting the behavior. Like, that's the power structure. You're stronger than me. I'm stronger than you, so I afflict that pain. Women may not be physically abusive because they know, okay, yeah, you can't physically beat a man, but you can verbally whoop his ass, emotionally whoop his ass. I don't give a fuck. Like, <clears throat> the worst cases that I've ever been in, as far as joking, were always with women. Women knew how to say shit that you just couldn't say to your home. Like, it's like, damn, you said this? Like, damn, like women know how to do that. Men may know how to physically abuse, but women know how to verbally abuse a lot better. You feel me? A lot better. Now, men do damage their women. They do fuck up, fuck up her self-esteem. They do break her down mentally and shit like that with his words. You feel what I'm saying? But in the words that he uses still, it's more off of the physical aspect. Oh, you let yourself go. You're gaining weight. You're this. It's a lot of the physical shit. But when a woman responds and she's on that abusive shit, it's tactical. My nigga, it's tactical. It's hitting your emotional space. It's all, it's that shit. It's like, you said what? Like, how the fuck? Like, you feel me? I don't, like, again, as, as I said, I don't condone domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. But this example it right here is what I'm going to say that reaffirms both perspectives from the men being abusive and women being abusive. You know, men being physically more so and then women being uh, verbally and emotionally abusive other times. On Poetic Justice, when... Um, Chicago's girl, who was played by Regina King, I don't remember her name, when they were arguing, it's like you can tell she was prying. Everything she's saying at first wasn't really getting to him. You dig what I'm saying? It wasn't really getting to him at first. However, it was when she said, like, and she knew that it wasn't getting to him. She was like, you ain't shit. You know, what you want, steroids? Your dick can't get hard, and this, that, and the third, and this, that, and the third. And still, he just brushing his hair. Not paying attention to it. He's like, man, whatever, yo, whatever, yo. You just stand the third, blah, blah, blah. He's just like that. And then she said, that's the reason I'm fucking somebody else. When she said that, it hit him. It, it hit him. It hit him the way he hit her physically. You feel what I'm saying? That's the abusive part. So we looked at it and said, oh, he shouldn't have hit her. He should, And he shouldn't have. But she emotionally hit him. He physically hit her. She emotionally hit him. And that pain was the same. Whether people are able to acknowledge it or not, that pain was the same. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm speaking on that from a grander perspective of this is how our relationships are established. Women may not be taught to be physically abusive to men. Men, Women may not be taught to be in that perspective. But at the same time, it cuts the same way when they're verbally and emotionally abusive. You feel what I'm saying? It cuts the same way. You know, this is why I like in so far too, I talk about the caddy argumentative man, because now the man is now starting to change and evolve to where he's becoming that emotionally abusive motherfucker too, who's able to cut. I'm not gonna hit you. I ain't gonna hit you, but I'm gonna call you stupid. 
I'm gonna say you ugly. I'm gonna talk every time you say some stupid shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jokingly start. I'm gonna start off jokingly like yo dumbass did that in the third. Like nah, like that shit is that shit's breaking. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna pick on your weight. I'm gonna fuck with your esteem. I'm gonna fuck with all of that shit. You feel me? To keep you here, that's abuse. That's abuse. You ain't going nowhere. The fuck? You know what I mean? And like I said, our abusive relationships, they start at home. They start from the home. You know? So it's when we get older and we like, damn, we never get therapy. We never go through any kind of counseling. And then you bring it up to your parents. They're like, I did the best that I could. At least I did. At least you didn't get what I had to go through. You know, shit like that. So it's like it sets the tone for what we allow in our lives. And our abusive relationships are just that. You feel what I'm saying? Our abusive relationships are just that. A lot of times, like I said, they're trauma bonds. They're connected to a trauma bond. And if you get this abusive relationship, right, and you no longer feel the abuse, then what happens? You feel like that person doesn't love you. You know, you feel like that person may not care. You feel like because it's like we need to have good intentions with bad behavior. If we have good intentions with good behavior, we think something's wrong with the person. And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap it up there. But yeah, that's just like, those are my takes on abusive relationships. You know what I mean? They're bad. But sometimes we got to figure out the inception as to when they happen, bro. Like, we get so wrapped up in the the what part that we don't understand the that or the how or the why or to, to, to what extent, any of that shit. You feel me? A lot of us are in abusive relationships because we grew up in abusive homes. You feel what I'm saying? In abusive homes. Being spoken to condescendingly, you know being beaten for making mistakes and all that shit. And it's like, it's the very shit that you wouldn't do to another adult who wronged you. I don't get that shit. You feel me? I don't get that shit. Because the child is defenseless. The child is like, I be saying, I be like, yo, it's, it's like almost a rites of passage. It's literally almost a rites of passage. You know, where somehow, why does the son always feel like he, gotta, he, he wants to fight his dad when he starts hitting the weights and he gets stronger? Because now, motherfucker, I can fight you back. You can't hurt me anymore. I'm almost as big as you. I'm almost as strong as you. Now, experience gets in the way, and the kid forgets about the experience part, but he tries them. You know, I seen on YouTube one time this dude, it wasn't YouTube, it was Facebook. Dude was trying to whoop his son. He said, Oh, so you gangbanging? You gangbanging? He said, We don't do that over here. Da, 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 da. His son was like, Yo, Pop, go ahead, bro. He said, Go ahead. What you saying? What you saying? I'm still. Yo, he picked his daddy up and slammed him through a table. That told him, yo, my back, my back. Uh, he said, boy, help me up, my back. He said, no, and walked off. Do you see? You can only abuse something for so long before it decides, okay, I now have the power to fight you back and win. 
He slammed the shadow. Daddy, I was dying laughing because I was like, my voice like, yo, he would have got put down. And I got I got people like, yo, he would have got shot. He would have got this, he got that. Like, do you see how fucked up our relationship is? You know? It was even on the Cosby show. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. You threatened to take your child's life. We don't think that has any kind of cycle. Like, yo, my, my, my parent threatened my life. We joke on it. We laugh. Name something black parents say. And we all could collectively say, I brought you in this world. I could take you out. You threaten your child's life. Like, like, like that's abusive on a whole different level. You threaten my life. And yet, you'll turn your cheek to your enemy. Think about that shit. We can, it can flow off the tongue. I brought you in this world. I take you out to your child. But yet to a motherfucker who's well-defined, you will not utter those same words. I may not have brought you in this world, but I will take you out this morning. You won't do that shit. But to your very baby, the extension of you, who you are, what does that say? That now has to, we realize that we now have abusive relationships with ourselves too. Because what looks like me, like self-hatred is an abusive relationship. You feel what I'm saying? So what looks like me, what feels like me, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I will beat it. I will hurt it. I will damage it to invoke the fear that I think is respect and make the, and convince them that I love them and they love me because of this. You feel me? So we got a lot of abusive relationships. We got an abusive relationship with religion, with our deities. We got an abusive relationship with white not-so-supremacy. We got an abusive relationship with our crib, with the family structure, the homes. And then what you think happens when we go out into the world? Just create other abusive relationships. Because in order for us to fit in this mode, we have to just, yo, you just got to take this shit. You got to adjust. Don't make them mad. Don't do this. You feel me? That's some abusive shit to know that, yo, don't resist. Bitch, you got my fuck, your fucking knee on my neck. I'm laying on my chest and I can't breathe. What do you mean don't resist? I got to turn over to catch my air. Stop resisting. Oh, but yet, that's not, that's, that's some abusive shit. We have an abusive relationship with whites. Whites, oh, if you just stop moving, stop. no, they're going to do it anyway. And I know they're going to do it because this is the abusive relationship that I have with them. Do I respond abusively to them so they get that? Yeah, I mean, logically. That's how bullies stop bullying. That's how bullies stop bullying. Motherfuckers never bullied me after I beat my first bully up because I realized, oh, this is what makes you motherfuckers stop. You feel me? But you cannot do that to your parents. You feel me? You cannot do that to your parents when they whoop you beyond to the day. They beat you so bad you roll into a corner and you can't get away from them and they just kept hitting you. You feel me? They just kept hitting you like, you know, you, we laugh at the little doorstop thing. You know? The, 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 the whoopings that we were like, yo, y'all ever got that whooping so, so bad that once you, you, you lay down and you woke up and all you smell was, you know, spaghetti and, you know, garlic bread and, damn, that shit shut you down for four hours. And it was dark outside. Like, that shit shut you down for four hours. It's a different level of abuse. Because like I said, when you're in this relationship and this person can slap you and you just take it, well, maybe I deserve that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care 
no woman will put her hands on me. I also won't put my hands on any woman, you know, but I'm also above that shit too. I'm not going to speak to her in a way that's going to make her feel bad. I'm not going to speak to her in a condescending way or, you know, send threat, send threats to her. Like that's a part of it too. That's a part of the abuse too. Then the spiritual abuse, spiritual abuse is, 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 is different too, because if I'm going to continue to push you into a spiritual practice that I know is not good for you, you feel me? I don't understand, like, for me personally, I don't understand why women are religious. I can never understand. I never will. I don't understand why women follow religion. Every religion says y'all ain't shit. It blames y'all for fucking up the world. It says y'all can't speak in the presence of a man. Y'all have to, y'all, it doesn't teach us as men to control our sexual desires, but it says y'all are the fucked up ones. Y'all are the ones who, like, yo, you're naturally supposed to be attracted to women. I'm sorry, like, like biologically, from pheromones and all that shit, you're naturally going to be subtract, uh, attracted to that. You feel what I'm saying? But yet, it, it, it wants to completely silence that, you know? And I get it, you know? Some people say, okay, I can't fuck with Islam at all because there's no room for women over there. But, you know, well, within Christianity, you know, you had Abigail, Priscilla, and Queen Esther. They were good. No, no, not, not really. Abigail and Priscilla were just, okay, prophetesses or whatever the case may be. But that, that's not really a job. That's the that's you're a messenger, okay? That's not okay. But Queen Esther, but God used Queen Esther to seduce. The, he he pimped her out. He said you're gonna take, you're gonna seduce the king and take the throne. That's some abusive shit. That's a pimp, my nigga. Like the fuck. <laughs> like Cat Williams say, so oh, bitch, go suck some dick and we're gonna take over all the Stone Mountain. That's what he said, literally. Go seduce the king, and take over the throne. That's abuse. So that's why I'm like. The shit that we constantly consume that is abusive to us allows other abusive things to happen daily. Daily. You know what I mean? But we don't see it. We choose not to see it because we can't see it. We're like, oh shit, how do I how do I deal with this? Which way do I go? You know? So everything else trickles down. You know? And then it goes down to damaging the child. When you get into the child space and you're like, okay, this is what has to be done and this is what will be done. You feel what I'm saying? This is what I accept. So now these people are telling me they love me. This is where my love is. This is where this is. I did this because I love you. And that, 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 Like, no. I feel like personally what we should change is that if, it, if there really is power of life and death in the tongue, you should be able to speak to your babies and you ain't got to beat them. You feel what I'm saying? If you really want to honor your religious beliefs and shit, then honor that shit, bro. Honor that shit. Because at the end of the day, when you're beating, beating your kid, turning your, like, they see that shit. They see that shit. They come in and get you, hey, mom, hey, dad, this person did that in the third, and you go over there and you talk to them? Dad, they, they, they wronged me. Hey, dad, this dude said he was going, he was going to do X, Y, and Z to me. And then you go over there, hey, yo, you said you was going to do X, Y, and Z to me. And then y'all talk. Y'all talk. We're going to talk like men. We're going to talk like men. We're going to talk like fucking men, but I can't talk to my child. I beat my child. I can't talk like a man to my fucking child. See how stupid that is? That's abuse. That's abusive relationships. That shit sets the tone and it goes all the way down, man. We're fucking kids up. And then the kids are growing up to be fucked up adults because the fucked up adults were so conditioned to abusive relationships that we trauma bond with all forms of abuse. You dig what I mean?
all forms of abuse, all forms of escapism, all forms of these things. And that's where our relationships go. So, we, yeah, we could talk about the abusive relationship that you're in, but which ones did you come from and which ones do you still hold on to? Which ones do you still give life to? Because that's the way it is. I'm sorry. Like, that's a mysterious way. A blessing in disguise. That's a like, that's some that's some fucked up shit. Just give me the blessing. Motherfucker. Don't curse me first and then turn it into something good. That's abuse. You dig what I mean? That's abuse. And that's 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 a lot of that is like now. Nah, I'm not telling you to give up your religion. I'm telling you to understand it. I'm not telling you to 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 give up on your family. I'm telling you to rectify and understand the things and understand the cycles you gotta break. You feel me? But going forward, like if we want, like I've realized that a lot of the shit that is dealing with, that we are affecting with, we can't change our peers. They're setting their ways. We can't. We gotta we gotta reach a point. And I'm gonna start to wrap it up here. But we got to reach a point where we start to understand this major, major piece. We have to reach a point and understand that we cannot change anything about the current world. We have to now look at what we want the children to feel and be going forward. You dig what I'm saying? I don't want my kids to have to have to, you know, get over the traumas and the dramas and all of the bullshit that I put them through because I thought I was parenting. No, you were. You were a tyrant. You were a tyrant. There's two things that I've heard, like two things that I heard growing up from, from my family, from my friends. It's two, like you're going to you know, beat the hell out of the child and put the fear of God in them. Wow. And how do you do both of those things? With the rod. Not with the tongue. You feel me? They don't speak life and they don't speak to these children to put the fear of God. And they don't speak to, to, to they don't speak the hell out of them. Because you can't. You don't speak the fear of God into it because you can't. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, we need to really change our perspectives. We really need to change. Now, if you discipline your kids, if you feel you got to whoop them to do it, do it by all means, do your thing. But I got to keep it, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to the cycle that has been like, you're going you're gonna to start this. That's the gateway. They say weed is a gateway drug. I don't believe in it, but the, but like those whoopings, that 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 verbal abuse, the the way in which you speak to your child, how they develop the inner voice, and all of that shit, that right there is the gateway to abusive relationships. So don't when they when they get 20, 30 years old and they like yo, why you let her talk to you like that? Why you let him speak to you like that? Why you let him do this to you like that? You're gonna have to ask yourself. Why didn't I stop myself from speaking to them like that? Because that relationship that they're with, that relationship that they're in, that person, contrary to what you really want to accept or not, is going to be speaking to them, doing to them what their family or familial structure did to them or allowed to have done to them. That's why they can't leave because they couldn't leave the family. They couldn't leave the family. You know? A lot of us are in the situations that we're in because we couldn't leave our family. If we would have been able to leave our family, which we couldn't, then what? Because imagine this. You got a safe haven. You got that favorite auntie or whatever. You run away. You run to your auntie. How she bring you back? Now you just realize, okay, you're not my favorite auntie anymore. You're not my favorite auntie anymore. You just betrayed me. Because now when I get brought back, now I get beaten for running away. You see the slavery and the shit? And you wonder why 
the, the relationship's so toxic and so abusive. Like, we, we throw toxic around, but we need to start throwing abusive relationships around a lot more and get to the nitty-gritty of it. Because all of these abusive relationships are founded in the home. They're all founded in the home. And that's a reality. Like, and our parents aren't really trying to acknowledge it until they get older. Well, I did the best I could. Parenting doesn't come with a manual. They love saying that shit. Neither does childhood. Childhood doesn't come with a, with a manual. But I don't get the pass as a child. You just get the pass as the adult for fucking up. I'm supposed to fuck up. I don't know shit. But yet you swear, like, that's what, like, we swear our children know better, but we never teach them better. You feel what I'm saying? Like, when I started fucking, everybody was, you know, a lot of people were looking at me like, yo, you shouldn't have been fucking. Well, nobody was going to teach me. You feel what I'm saying? Nobody decided that, you know, to show me anything that I shouldn't be doing was better. Everybody just said, you're too young for this. Like, that's, that's what knowing better is. That's like, let's put that on. A, I'm going to put that in another podcast. That's what knowing better is. You feel what I'm saying? Being ignorant to some shit. Oh, you're too young to know about this. So you should know better. You know, or on the other side of that, you go to school. Oh, they're acting bad. They, they cussing teachers out and they doing. A, oh, you know better than that. I'm responding how you respond to life. Teach me better if you want me to know better. You feel me? But that's the abusive part. That's manipulation and all of that shit. And then do as I say, not as I do. How am I supposed to know better? If I'm just doing what you're saying and following what you do. How you expect me to do better and know better? I don't. Because I know what you do. So that means you don't. But anyway, that's how that's that's a lot of that shit is abusive, man. But I'm that's a whole different episode right there. Um, but I'm gonna wrap it up there. Yeah, abusive relationships. If you're in one. I'm sorry. I apologize for, for what you're going through. Try your best to get out. If you're trying to get out and you realize you can't, start digging to the roots of why you can't. Pay attention to the family, the familial structure you couldn't get out of. The familial structure you couldn't get out of. You know, that's why some of us have left family as we're older and never went back because we were finally able to, we we're free. We we're finally able to get away from them. I just made a post and I seen people, you know, some of my, my homies is like, yeah, I couldn't reconcile with my family. I just said, fuck them and left them alone. Because I was finally able to leave that abusive relationship and not have to go back. You know how freeing that is? But yeah, like I said, for a lot of us, it's, that's not the case. We want to be able to do this shit. We want to be able to leave, but we can't. And that makes it harder for everything else. You feel what I'm saying? Every other abusive relationship we experience, we extend tolerance to... Okay, well, as long as you ain't doing this shit, I'm good. No, you're still being abused, just lightly. You know, just lightly. And you OD abused, and then you see the light part of it. You don't really see what it is. You feel what I'm saying? So, with that being said, um, yeah, just 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 check in. Check in with yourself. Check in with your with your kids if you got them. Check in with your family, and really start to sit and look at where your abusive pattern started. And what abusive patterns you allowed started. It's, I'm trying to tell you, it's going to result to the home in some way, shape, or form. Because it's segued into allowing you to be within these things. You feel what I'm saying? So now, 
and I'm, I'm, this is going to be a to be continued because now when we add sexual to the abuse, this is why a lot of people become sexual abusers and a lot of people are sexually abused and never say anything because they were in an environment that became, quote unquote, a kind of a normalcy and nobody said anything. If the child spoke up, why are you lying? Children don't lie. Like, and you got beat for it. But something may have really happened to you. Or it was some kind of justification. Or you're disrespectful. You're this, that, and the third. Or stop lying and this, that, and the third. Or the abuser automatically knows what to say from the jump. If you tell anybody, they're not going to believe you. So when the young lady gets older, and our occurrence of black women being over 60% of black women being sexually assaulted before the age of 18 years old and nobody knows about it. Because she's been in that position to where nobody's gonna listen to her. Nobody like that level of abuse creates that relationship. You feel me? To men where we're taught or we can do whatever we want to do to women. We are becoming the sexual abusers because of the environment that we're in. We're watching the old heads do certain shit to girls and certain shit to women and nothing happens and then we do the behavior and it just keeps going because she's not going to say shit. She better not say shit. You better not say nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Abuse is a motherfucker. Abuse is a motherfucker. But... I'm going to end with that because it's going to start getting heavy again. Um, like I said, there's going to be a part two to this. There's going to be a continuation. It's going to be about the sexual abuse part to it, too. Because as my brothers, we get away with a lot of shit. Oh, well, she had this on. She had that on. Do you see how the abuse automatically was set up from the jump to be what could be justified by what she wears, how she talks, how she looks? At the end of the day, my nigga, I don't give a fuck. You can be knee deep in the pussy if she says no, stop, stop, no, get out. And you know, I'm almost done. No, because at that point, the moment she says no and you continue, it's you're raping her. You're raping her. You're raping her. And you need to get out of that. You need to stop that. But that's our. That's our upbringing. We're in, we're, in, we're in shit like that. Women have been conditioned to accept abuse on multiple levels. Oh, he flirts with me because he smacked my butt, but he don't know me. That's sexual assault. Oh, but because he's cool, but because he's this, he's that, and the third, I'm not going to say nothing. You know how many women have bitten it like, you know, now, I'm not absolving myself from that shit. When I was in middle school, high school and shit, yeah, like, I flirted. I pinched a titty every now and then. I grabbed, like, because I thought, the, you know what I mean? We had that relationship. We were cool. That doesn't make any, like, that doesn't give me a pass for that shit. Because she never invited me in that space to do that shit. When it really registered to me was, I did it one time, and this girl literally told me, she said, you lucky I like you. I said, I didn't get it. I'm older now and I get it now. Because she didn't report me. She didn't tell. Let's, let's, we, we need to talk about that shit too, bro. We need to talk about that shit too. My brothers, we, we, we really need to talk about that shit.
because this is all about abusive relationships. Abuse. Because we're conspirators to the shit that, that is happening to our women. Oh, well, she asked for it. Oh, well, she shouldn't have been wearing this. She, no, 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 no. What we need to do is teach our boys how to control the sexual urges. Teach our boys what respect really is. There's a whole rite of passage we got to have. And I'm going to start diving into another episode if I keep talking. So with that being said, um, follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Um, visit my website at IamJustScene.com to get all things just seen. Um, if you would like to tip, sponsor, or donate to the uh, podcast, please do so by clicking the description in your podcast. Um, yeah. Oh, that segues perfect then because so for so for conversations coming out this Saturday will be on the sexual abuse part. It flows effortlessly, so I'm not going to miss a beat with what I'm talking about here. So with that being said, go kiss your babies. Go kiss your babies. Love your babies. Just don't abuse your babies and transition into a better field so that way our future is not in a abusive relationship. We can't change shit about our present. We can't do shit about our past, but our future can have this shit changed. They don't need to go through what we've gone through anymore. This shit don't work. All right, so go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables, and i see y'all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.